And we are back to discuss some uh, more Marvel shows, this time Loki. It just premiered today, a couple hours ago. Uh, Preston, it's been a minute since we actually sat down and recorded. How are you? I'm, you know, kicking it old school, keeping it real. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't stop recording. Keep going. That was gold. Um, so, so Loki, um, great feel. I love the TVA. Uh, I love that retro feeling. I have to ask, and I don't mean mm. to be a douche when I say this. Maybe yeah. I'm. Maybe I should be asking someone. And once again, I I apologize. Maybe I should be asking someone who is like much older. But does it always feel weird seeing like? Because clearly the aesthetic for the TVA guys, that's like you know old timey TV looking technology. Yeah, shit. analog kind of stuff. Yeah. Right, analog kind of stuff. I've always wondered, does that look weird for people who were alive when that was like the new thing? And looking back on it now, it's just a parody. Like I wonder. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not quite that old. Yeah, I know. But um, there's but nostalgia nostalgia in general is kind of interesting because what people remember. Uh, about an era is not exactly what the era was like. Additionally, the, the the thing that never fits is you know when they when somebody does an '80s period piece or something like, and everybody's like in their sport coats with rolled up you know sleeves or whatever that that the average Joe never did. You know, like um, they also like forget that all of the objects from the previous periods are still like integrated into that period. So like. If it's the 80s, they'll they'll be like, oh, there's like a DeLorean and everybody's like talking about Reagan and they've all got spiky hair. And you're, you forget that, like, actually, I grew up in the 80s. And like, you know what? You know what the car you saw on the road the most was the VW Beetle, this 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 car from the 70s because they mm. were still running. They, they the Beetle like like wouldn't break down. And so they were everywhere. And like every eighth car was a Beetle. And it was this relic of the 70s, but it was very 80s. Because it was still there, mm-hmm. you know, and so that that's the weird thing about now. This is a little with Loki. It's a little specific because they're creating this 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 kind of retro futurist like uh, um, aesthetic that that never existed, but has this. It does have this '70s feel of going to like um like an old like the mall that people don't go to anymore that that kind of is run down and has that like old 70s feel to it you know that there, there's definitely some of that you so know? you don't remember like, any tvs like this still being around uh none that had like the the kind of warped um look to it uh I, there was definitely still dial tvs there's st- i mean we had a black and white dial tv you know like people's old tvs just as you get a new tv and you keep the old tv mm-hmm. like people's old tvs you know were the old ones but you know i'd never remember anything as bulbous as some of the the stuff you see in in retro um uh uh, uh shows and stuff i you know there's always something that's a little off about it you know like like it's not that i didn't watch like stranger things but stranger things is completely off on so many things you know like you know like they all went to a mall it in the middle of nowhere indiana and you're like that malls in nowhere indiana didn't exist you know like certain (laughs) things don't go together so you're gonna have a lot of people from indiana like you know getting on your case there no i'm in middle of nowhere i mean 
people from Indiana will, will will back me up unless you're in like some sort of suburb of, of Indianapolis. Like there there was not going to be like a huge luxurious mall like in like in Stranger Things season three that it, that did not exist in the state of Indiana in the 1980s. Like no, sorry, Preston, you're, <laughs> you know? you're ruining the dream. Stop it. <gasps> yeah, because I, mean, I don't know. Like I know it's like no, it's the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Like even today, like how many have how many places in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, have a huge mall? Um, I mean, maybe a strip mall, but something like that. Are you? Do know. you dare deny the greatness that is Gary, Indiana? <laughs> do you dare deny that? Well, Gary and I know I have a buddy of mine who works in Gary as a paramedic. I I know um, but Gary. I, Gary is Gary's pretty rough. I just love um, the aesthetic. It's 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 a beautiful aesthetic. Oh, very it's, beautiful. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful look. Um, the retro futurism. Uh, the, the the fact that everything is kind of dirty. Um, is that the word for down. it? Retro futurism. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The, this idea of things looking looking um looking futuristic, but also looking. Uh, like they're from the past. Have you ever, have you ever seen Brazil, uh, the movie Brazil? As a Brazilian, I have not seen the movie Brazil. Uh, it has little to do with Brazil, but like <laughs> it it had a retro futurist vibe as well. So, for instance, all of their computers had black and white monitors, um, and they had typewriter keyboards, and you know they would type, and then when they would print, they would have like the clackety clack of like pr- of like typewriters, but like like a regular page would like print out, you know, it was like very, very neat um, style they had in that movie. I feel Uh, as though like that's what kind of our future will be is the ability to kind of encase your life and how it used to be back in the old day, but without all the troubles and tribulations of the old day, you know, like I'm sure in a hundred years from now, if someone wanted to relive what it was like in like the 1940s, they could without, you know, all the disease and poverty that came with the 1940s. What, what's funny is the thing about, you know, uh, retro and, re- you know, retro futurism is that or anything like that is that you have to remember that at the time when people created these styles, they thought that these styles were the future. And now we think of them as the past. Like the 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 classic example is like the 1950s diner, this these this these silver pods with with rounded curves. Right. Like at the time, they were just like, oh, this is so futuristic looking. Like in the future, everything will be curved and like silver and shiny. That's kind of true. Oh, yeah. You know, like this idea. Oh, okay. But now we look at it and we go, well, that's the past because that's that's a that's a past idea, past idea of what the future is. You know, kind of like a. a hover car, you know, like, or, or whatever, you know, like you think that's going to be the future, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not at all <laughs> a flying car. And I have to ask you this because everybody's been saying it. Um, does this show feel a bit more cinematic than WandaVision and Falcon and Soldier? I think that, I mean, I believe it does. I think it does. But um, I think that the real thing is just that, that Tom, uh, Hiddleston. Uh, Hiddleston, he's so fucking good. Like you know, he's he so good. Like his acting ability. Not not to say anything about all the other actors that were part of 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 WandaVision and and, and Falcon Winter Soldier. They're all great. They're all professionals. Um, and and Paul Bettany is specifically a really great actor. But you know, he's 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 playing a robot so it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a little different but like to have like tom hiddleston is 
like he just carries the whole thing. It doesn't matter. Like it was beautiful. It was a whole thing was put together, had a great, great plot, great ideas. But the fact that like they could have given them anything and Tom Hiddleston could have spun it to gold. I was wondering the incredible. entire time if they even had a script and just they just threw Tom Hiddleston as the character of Loki and just, you know, did things around him and he had to react as yeah. Loki. I was wondering the entire time because he is a natural at this role. Um, oh, my God. It, it was. Yeah, it's it's I could watch him forever. It, and, and and for this reason, I mean, I think Loki, I, I mean, I loved WandaVision, but. Loki, right, right now, like Loki is much, much better, much, much better for, for a show where it's a guy essentially standing in like one location and just, yeah, it's most of it is just talking, talking, talking. I didn't find as I didn't find it as boring as I thought it was going to be. I it, right. I, I liked it. Even take the scene where where they he watches his life and they're like, OK, we have 2012 Loki and we essentially need to get to end of Ragnarok Loki. But the problem is, is that like in the, in the, in the Marvel cinematic U- universe, that, that progression took a whole bunch of movies to get to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Tom Hiddleston, here's two minutes, like sell the fact that you have now like gone forward this many movies and have, and have like um, changed as an individual. And he fucking does it. He fucking like just with his facial reactions and everything, like you buy it, you know, it's insane. insane. So I recently, um, and this is only because I'm subscribed to Red Letter Media. Red Letter Media Mm. recently came out there with a a video, a re-review of uh, Bram Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992 by Francis Ford Coppola. I never seen this film. I've never seen it. I recently downloaded it and I was watching a little bit of it. Fucking Keanu Reeves. That has to be the most miscat. They were talking about it in the video. I'm like, Keanu Reeves can't be that bad. He is generally that bad. Holy shit. Going from how great Tom Hiddleston is as Loki to Keanu Reeves and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Fuck. I I, I believe someone said to me once... um, Keanu Reeves is a fantastic movie star. He is a horrible film actor. <laughs> you know, like, right? I mean, he, he's not, he's not, I mean, I think he does, I think he does Ted really well as a character, but no, nah, I mean, Keanu, like, come on. Everybody knows Keanu Reeves is, I mean, it's it, at this point, we're 20, we're 30 years past the, the punchline of Keanu Reeves being a bad actor. Wonderful human being. Um, great action star, uh, but bad actor. Tom Hiddleston. I mean, it's just night and day. Like I, I was watching just a little bit of, of of that film, and he, it's just such so miscasted, and he's so bland. And then I went mm-hmm. and watched Loki, and just it's night and day. Like what a great actor oh, yeah. is versus you know that poor Keanu Reeves, such a nice guy, but it's just he it was very miscasted right. there. I just, I mean, it's it's like how you when we watched WandaVision and how we were both enamored with with Catherine Hahn, like mm-hmm. and how how like her level of ability is just so above everybody else that it's just she encapsulates you, you know. It's 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 uh it's I don't know. So they yeah they they what whatever once again Marvel is spun gold. It's 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 really fucking good. Um, <laughs> Why do you say it like it's just? Oh God! I mean, it's girl. like you want you, you know you keep thinking that Marvel's gonna fail. Like when are they gonna when are they gonna, gonna jump the shark? And you're like, no, this is a this is another good one. This is. The, I mean, Begrudgingly the worst you could, like it. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> the worst you could the worst you can say about a Marvel movie is that like it was pretty good and forgettable. 
You know, like it's a Thor two. It's a th- you know, yeah. you know, like that's the worst you could do. Or the when Iron Thor Man three. And yeah. Isn't that great? When, when Thor two and Iron Man three are your worst movies, like you're doing pretty well. <laughs> So the episode wasn't an A+, it wasn't a 10 out of 10. There were a couple of things that confused the fuck out of me that made no sense. And these aren't like, these aren't like, I, don't, I wouldn't take these off the score, but it, it, I have to bring these up. Like, okay, okay, so when he does some, the entire, most of the episode is just exposition. It's exposition galore. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but how the fuck, I, I'm so confused. Maybe you can explain this. Okay. How do, since you're the you're more of a comics guy... How do two timelines war with each other? Uh, so, and this is this is a, a slight deviation from the comic book to the cinematic universe. So in the comic book, it's a multiverse. So you have different people hopping from different from different par- from parallel dimensions and having wars with each other. And so the big character in the Marvel comic book universe that that jumps um, uh, parallel dimensions is Kang the Conqueror. So there, there's just infinite copies of Kang the Conqueror, and he keeps hopping into the 616 universe to fight the Fantastic Four. And they keep defeating him. It doesn't matter if they kill him. It doesn't matter because there's just an infinite number of Kang the Conquerors out there. And so he, beca- he becomes this like running joke for a while, and then, he be- then they made him serious. Uh, but Kang the Conqueror is just, you know, a guy who like wants to conquer everything, and he exists in infinite universes, and so he keeps popping up. Um, and so the, the time authority who, um, is not a huge thing in the, in the Marvel universe. Uh, and I'll, I'll kind of explain like what they represent and, and the level, um, and where they've gone with it. So, uh, the, you know, the, the time authority only appears in a few comic books over the, over the course of several decades. There's like a, a Thor adventure. There's a Fantastic Four adventure. And then probably the biggest one is a She-Hulk adventure that gives the most backstory on them. Um, and so in the Marvel universe, they don't have, they don't have God and Jesus and all of that. They have their own cosmic deities. There's, there's eternity and death, chaos and order, mm-hmm. um, all these different entities, right? They're the ones that really govern the Marvel universe. And then, you know, but then there's this meta element to the Marvel universe that goes above the cosmic entities. So when we start thinking about cosmic entities, this is where we're infinity gauntlet, like in the original infinity gauntlet comic book, Thanos beats up all of the comic, all the cosmic entities and imprisons them and is essentially Lord over everything because he has infinite power, you know? And so it's like, how do you go above infinite power? And so she Hulk and, and Deadpool and a, a handful of other characters, Howard the Duck, they know their comic book characters. They can see the edge of the panel. They can walk out of the panel occasionally. Like they know that the world is a comic book. And so this is the weird thing. So when you get to the time authority, it's, it's, a, it's a tongue-in-cheek reference to the writers of the comic book that's what i was thinking this seemed yeah. like it, all it seems like is like the writers trying to put right you know some of the stuff the other writers fucked up on or or, or went a little too that's far that's right and so what's hilarious is the the weapon that the the time authority uses to um kill people is called a retro cannon <laughs> 
where they can retcon people, wiping them out of existence, changing their existence. And it's, it's I mean, just like writers, right? A writer can retcon you, right? Mm-hmm. And so they go out and they, they try to clean things up. And it's the same thing about like all of these different writers writing crazy stories and then another person coming in later and being like, oh, I've got to make sense of that story. And so they, they retcon it and they, they, try to make, they try to make the plot fit, you know? And that's the metaphor for like who these people are. Like it's, they're outside of, they are, you know, the, the writers, you know? And so, um, you know, Loki saying like, oh, do I have to be the villain? Like, do I have to die? And my only purpose of existing is to make other people better. You know, this isn't my, you know, it's Thor's story because that Loki only exists, sobering. right? But this is the big question is like, can he break out of his own story in this retro sense? Like what could be above the infinity gauntlet? This is the whole scene of like finding those infinity stones in the, in the, in the desk drawer and the meaning nothing, you know, it's like, well, what's above that? Well, what's above that is the, the actual like writers. Um, and so when She-Hulk, for, for instance, like gets involved and goes on trial for, for deviations um, in the timeline, they actually give her a tour and there's a point in which they start talking about different universes that have been destroyed and they have a, they have an area where they like rid themselves of the universes and the ink and drawing just fades out to, to a white blank page when, when they show her um, those universes being, being like annihilated. (laughs) That's kind of cool. Yeah. So this is, yeah. Um, so it's fun. It's, you know, it's fun in that sense, you know, it, it's, so we're, we're definitely in this like, yeah, weird meta narrative. But um, I think in the comic is the idea that they're managing, <clears throat> they're managing multiple uh, hundreds of thousands of, of multiverse universes, parallel dimensions. While in the cinematic universe, there seems, there appears to only be one. So, which the which supreme is a big thing. sacred timeline or something? Yeah, the supreme sacred timeline. Now, maybe in the past there were many more, and in the future there'll be many more because we'll probably have, we you know we have our Doctor Strange um, multiverse and, and of Spi- madness, yeah, movie. <clears throat> right, and the, and the Spider Man movie, which we know is going to be multiverse uh, because it's going to have the other Spider Man versions. Well, they um, kind of like put themselves in a weird position because at one point in like his exposition, he goes, "Long ago, this all happened." So, like, yeah. So, is that it's long ago but you guys are the time police and you guys exist outside like the the huh what do you mean long ago uh, long ago in uh, your time or who's time yeah that's that's a that's a fair that's a fair point i mean the the time police exist in paradox like the the creators um were actually created at the end of the universe and so and they then they go back in time to create the time authority and so they they want to keep the the timeline the same so that they can exist in the first place and preserve their own, their own existence. So like when, when Loki is making all of those comments about who gets to decide and why, like why is this particular timeline so sacred and wonderful? Well, the the answer is because it's the timeline in which the the creators, the three lizard people like exist, like and are made, like that's why it's sacred. Because they need to get to that destination or else they'll cease to exist. In, in, in many ways, it's kind of like Back to the Future, right? <laughs> like, like why, like, why is, you know, like, my, who is this, why is Michael J. Fox, like, meddling with things? Well, it's because if he doesn't, he'll, he's going to cease to exist. 
Well, so he has to he has to he has to make things right again. He has to get his parents together. So two points of the show that I really liked. The first one was the 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 sobering moment where Owen Wilson's character essentially Mo, I thought it was Morbius for a minute there, but no, but it's Mobius. He, he tells Loki <laughs> yeah. that you're just a side character uh, to make other people uh, realize their potential. Mm. Ooh, and then you yeah. start to like, like, then he's st- like, in my head, I start to go, am I a side character in someone's story? I'm, I am. I know I am. I'm a side character in your story. You're the main character of your story. I'm the main character of my story and your side. Like, and then you start to realize yeah, that's that starts to sting a little bit in, in every regard. So uh, Kevin Smith, who hasn't done anything of, of worth in, in decades, it is is that true he's he's coming out with clerks three you're not excited for kirk clerks three <laughs> no no um there is a single line from his last movie jay and silent bob reboot that is um good and and i it's a really good line but the rest of the movie is absolute garbage of so course. but uh he gets he so at the end of the movie i'm you know I'm spoiling this movie that you don't want to see. I saw the I'm, first I'm, Jane Silent Bob. I loved it, but that was I was a child. Yeah. So. Well, this this one is purposely the exact same story. They get to the end of the movie and they run into uh, Ben Affleck's character from Chasing Amy, mm-hmm. and he and he has a kid now. Mm. And he says he says, you know, you go through life thinking that you're you're Bruce Wayne, when and then you then you realize you're not Bruce Wayne, you're Thomas Wayne. Or maybe Bruce Wayne's mom. I forgot her name. <laughs> so, well, that was the whole joke, right? Because of that was the whole joke because of uh, because of uh, you know Batman v Superman, right? But that's his, that's his line, right? Um, he he ruins it by looking at the camera, and you're like, oh god, like like you could you you ruined a really great scene, but but it's a really great line. Like, yeah, you go through life thinking you're Batman, and in in the end, you're actually you're actually Thomas Wayne, you know, like your, your job is to, you know, raise the important character, you know, you, your, your job is to be the supporting character, you know? So, um, that's the more of like positive side to it, but Loki doesn't have kids. So <laughs> <laughs> the other part is uh, that I really liked is that, um, turns out, uh, well, well, first off other little things I also like, he was DB Cooper based off a, uh, uh, a yeah, but it joke. had nothing. It had it had nothing to do with the plot. It was just randomly thrown in there. I didn't mind yeah. it. It was it was stupid. It was just randomly. It was a, it was I a mean, bet between him and Thor. It was dumb, but right. I mean, it was very. That was very uh, Family Guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, if they do more of those Family Guy things and it becomes a running gag, uh, you know, I'll, I'll accept it. The cutaways. If they do just if that's the only cutaway, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Uh, but no, the other thing I liked is that apparently um, the villain of the main story is Loki himself. So I wonder if this whole time – this is going to be very confusing because whenever you involve time right. travel in anything, it gets convoluted. It gets dumb. Um, but is, I, he, is he fighting a different variant or is he fighting the same variant at a different time? Or maybe this all takes place like at the end – and that lo- the whole the villain of the story is him, but like he goes back in time and tries to he's stuck in his own little paradoxical loop where he's constantly trying to oppose the the, the time police and he's going but like you know like or the other theory is is that Mephisto's behind all of it because I think that was like the running jo- the yeah, running joke yeah. with WandaVision and the little kid points to Mephisto. 
Right, right. So or the devil, which is supposed to be Mephisto. But that's the major theory everybody has is that, um, you know, the entire course of the show is going to be Loki trying to f- like stop himself. But in reality, he becomes the villain anyways. And it's just, you know, it's like a, a little loop. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I think in the end, he's going to be successful in destroying the Time Variant Authority. You Can know? you destroy the Time Variant Authority? And is that is that possible? Well, it didn't exist before, right? Yeah. And there was war. Like, it exists, it, it came into being after the, the multiverse war. And we so we know that there's going to be a multiverse again because of the Doctor Strange title. So, like, we kind of know that the Time Variant Authority is going to be, like, out. Right. Like we kind of already know that that, he's you know, he's going to he's been stealing those those canisters, those timeline destroying canisters to bring them. If he brings them all to to the authority and destroys the authority, you know, maybe uh, a multiverse will will create. And then all of a sudden you've got a you've got a battle. Hmm. That's interesting because I was just thinking that because if if Spider Man and Doctor Strange are going to break the whole multiverse thing, where's the time authority for that? But I I feel as though like they 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 shouldn't care about the multiverse more so as the timelines. As long as yeah. Doctor Strange isn't going back in time, or Spider Man is isn't going back in time in another multiverse, yeah. it shouldn't matter. It's very it's kind of it's very um crisis on infinite earth too like the the idea that there used to be multiple timelines and then they collapsed and now there's only one um i, I don't know if you're familiar with with dc comics at all but, didn't, didn't they do that to uh, to usher in the new 52 uh yeah they did and then i guess i don't know so some people like the new 52 and some people didn't but the um you know they they keep having to reset it, but in the DC universe, there tends to only be one universe, except for I guess they're elsewhere, else worlds. But I don't know. In Marvel, there's universe hopping all the time, so I don't know. It's a lot of it to the point where it's like, how much can I really care about six one six anymore when when I know there's infinite others? I mean, I I would assume that Marvel would use the other universes as a clutch because. If you think about it, a uh, perfect example with Spider-Man, what's the point in watching the Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans if they don't really count, you know? It, it's, it's, like, it's like when Disney retcon 95% of every Star Wars thing ever. What's the point in owning all these comics I bought? Like, if, it feels like garbage, you know? It feels like, what was the point? If it doesn't really count, you know? But, but that is the nature of, like, all fiction, right? Like, that there's always many versions of the same thing for comic like, books a, yeah i'm not a big comic book guy but like for, but there's a there's a bazillion you know there's a bazillion sherlock holmes like you know i mean i suppose different. there's the original real you know sir arthur conan doyle uh, i would argue there are different iterations of it sure but at the at the end of the day i always want to come back to one main canon timeline that won't be retcon you know yeah I mean, even the term canon is such a is such an ironic term. Like we use canon because so. <laughs> so the word canon, it comes from comes from Catholicism like that, that people were going around creating different versions of Christianity, different stories about Jesus, different ideologies. And so the Catholic Church had to declare like, no, we're the church. And this is the truth, and this is canon law. Like, and so 
that's what that's what canon means. Like, I did not know the that. Official, yeah, the official um, Catholic like doctrine. Um, and then, you know, the Pope is actually like declaring it. Um, now, not not that like canon law isn't completely riddled with contradictions um, and and changes and all of this different stuff. Of course, but that's. But this is this is the whole thing is that like, oh, we try to create an actual thing that happened. That's canon. Um, that's that's the real story. But you can never really create like an official real story. There's always like some sort of contradiction or variance. Right. That this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you do? I don't know. But it's funny. You know, it's funny because people get all bent out of shape. Like what really happened? Is it canon? You know, is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer canon? Or is it just like, you know, <laughs> Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Blitzen? You know, are they the real? But is Rudolph really part of the, is he canon? Like, what, like who fucking knows? Uh, what did you think of Loki? I, I really liked it. I, I thought oh, it was yeah. great. I would give it like a, uh, I want to give it a 10 out of 10. It's so good. I really yeah, liked the first yeah. episode. No, I'll give, it, I'll, give it, I'll give it a 9 out of 10, you know? Yeah, I, I like think that. You said, you said earlier that you didn't want to give it a 10 out of 10. So because, I, I, I don't want you to contradict yourself. <laughs> you want, what's your canon, your canon number that you're going to give? There were parts where I'm like, eh, but it was, it was so good. I like all the characters. <laughs> I love Tom Hiddleston. He really makes the show, of course. Owen Wilson, I haven't seen him in anything. I'm glad after his, uh, I think he had a suicide attempt a couple years ago. I'm glad, I'm glad he's oh. back doing stuff. He looks okay, and he, and he was better. He's better than because normally he's just Owen Wilson, so right? He was, he was a little, a little. I'm not saying he was like much more than Owen Wilson, but he was a little more than Owen Wilson. You know, I liked him. His yeah. banter with him and the and, and Tom Hiddleston was great. I loved it. No, I want. Yeah. I you know what? I'll give it a perfect ten out of ten for this episode. I really liked it. <laughs> I thought it was great. I really liked it. I would. I'll tell you this. By the way, for 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 a Brazilian, you're such a bad Catholic. I can't believe like. <laughs> Wait, what? How? You didn't know about canon law? Oh. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm very into this. I don't, I'm, not, I'm non-practicing. Sorry to the other Brazilians. Um, no, I really oh, so liked that... it. I will say this. This And this is my, my, my test for, for, for why I like it. I would be willing to watch this episode again and again and again. The other episodes, for one, any episode for WandaVision and Falcon and Soldier, not really. I, I've seen them once. I don't need to watch them again. This show has some replayability for me. I really like it. So far. Yeah, so far we'll see. I mean, it, I, I kind of felt that Wandavision had had more rewatchability because I rewatched Wandavision halfway through and it, and it had a lot of rewatchability. But now that I've seen the last episode, I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was looking for a lot of things that didn't lead to anywhere, th- anywhere, and I was like, oh, they put all this like detail into it, and then I was like, nah, it didn't lead anywhere. I was imagining half of it. So well, you know, this this though it's it's different. It's all about the the, the performances. So 